Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. Hey, and I'm Frank Mills, and welcome to the show today. Armin and I, we have a lot of great content for you. We're going to be talking about the benefits of fasting. If you haven't fasted yet, you're going to learn all about that. And also in the second segment of the show, we're going to be talking about the benefits of saturated fat. Yes, there are benefits, and Armin's going to fill you in on all that stuff. Armin, you came up with a lot of great content today, man. Uh, you know, you're always coming through with this good stuff. How do you do it? <laughs> well, hopefully it's good stuff. Uh, I'm thinking <laughs> it is, but hey. Uh, I mean, you know, like today, I just thought it'd be a good eye-opener for those calorie-counting people that, you know, they think that, you know, that's that's the end-all to be-all because uh, I don't yep. think that way. And so, you know, if you don't eat X amount of calories per day, you know, how are you going to put on muscle, that kind of right. concern. So uh, there's a lot to know when it comes to nutrition. Uh, and there probably will always be a lot to know when it comes to nutrition. So we're just tackling it one item at a time. <laughs> well, when it comes to fasting, this should be pretty interesting for the folks out there that want to kind of put on some muscle, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, again, if you're concerned about, you know, how it would affect, we're going to highlight some of the keys of that, but it, it should be an eye opener. I mean, right. I, it was an eye opener for me. So that's why I'm saying that. So, <laughs> well, let's start, uh, I guess with what maybe fasting means for clarity for everyone. So everybody understands what you mean by fasting. All right. So there's a lot of, different, as you learn about fasting there's a lot of different approaches to it. So what we're focused on is fasting that where you're just refraining from having food, you know, from eating food. Uh, and we're not going to refrain from any particular, you know, from liquids other than just the liquids are going to be simple liquids. So mm -hmm. water, tea, coffee, those kind of things. So you don't necessarily have to refrain from drinking liquids, but in other words, when we're talking about that, you're talking about no alcohol or other mm -hmm. things that would that affect your, um, your insulin levels and things like that. Right, right. You know, I actually told a friend of mine that I fasted, and he said, "Why are you starving yourself?" I'm like, "No, no, it's it's you. you no, you're missing the point here. <laughs> you know, you're not trying to starve yourself, but you know, there are some benefits from not eating for 24 hours to 36 hours, um, so or even 48 hours, whatever, however long you want to do it, but." Um, right. There are different types of fasting, and as we educate, we'll get into the results and everything, but what types of different fasting options do people have if they want to try this? Well, for today's conversation, we're going to talk about uh, you know intermittent fasting. So that's fasting for like 12, 16-hour period. Okay. Uh, so, and that's something that I think most people should start with if they're going to look to do some fasting. Uh, then after that, then you have the 24 hour fast, which I like that one too. And I've done that, uh, and a little bit more involved with that. And there's certain techniques you want to do when you're doing that type of fasting that we're going to touch on. Mm -hmm. 
then you have like a three-day fast and then three-day fast and you know i know you've done it yeah i haven't yeah. done that one simply because of my training schedule because i don't fast on training days but it there's a lot of science that states it has really great benefits to it mm-hmm. then after that you got fast that lasts for five or more days uh, and there's just certain things that your body does when it does this fasting that actually is good for you so we're going to touch on that as right well. All right. So you mentioned intermittent fasting. Is that the type of fasting you want to talk about today then? Yeah, I was going to cover some of the fasting that I've really done for myself. I feel okay. like I've got a better connection for people. I have more experience with it. So that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that, that makes perfect sense. So where would you like to start, Armin? We'll start with intermittent fasting because I think anybody that's going to do fasting should start with that to kind of mm-hmm. learn the basics. Uh, but intermittent fasting is basically no food for a, a 12 to 16 hour period. And that's a okay. pretty popular fasting strategy. And so it's okay. just allow, what it mostly allows you to do is just drop that insulin level down and actually start burning some fat and help to clear out your digestive tract too. <clears throat> okay. So, so just to clarify one thing, um, when you say 12 to 16 hours, that includes a night's sleep. Or is that like the entire day and then you sleep? You're not counting your hours that you're asleep? That's a good point. So to get get into fasting, the best way to do it is to do it while you're sleeping. Get as many hours that way because Mm -hmm. because you're not eating anyways. Right. That way you don't, you know, you don't have to struggle throughout the day, um, you know, seeing other people eat and you may be dealing with the psychology of that so you want to want to maximize your fasting strategy by doing as much of it when you're sleeping so that's how i would recommend it but that's a good point to bring up okay all right so let's talk about your experience with your fasting uh you want to tell us a little bit about that so you know i felt like it really helps a lot with to, to burn more fat because you get your insulin level down so that the body has used a other energy system, which is going to be ketones from the fat cells. So it's great for that. Um, and I just found it when I do it, you know, I'm, I'm fairly lean. So it really tightens my stomach up pretty quickly. So that was a pretty unique side effect that I noticed from doing it, which was to me a good feeling. It just means it's, mm-hmm. it's affecting me. Um, and it's fairly easy to do. It doesn't really cost you anything. Um, and, and when you're doing it, but there is a little bit of strategy, I'd recommend that you start low carb before you start getting into the fasting, uh, just to kind of get that insulin level down. Because when insulin levels are elevated, it, it, it can affect your, your hunger some as well, because you're running off the quick energy of sugars, of carbohydrates and sugars. So yep. if you do like, you know, a low carb or carb cycling strategy, I just feel it's, it's much more effective and you'll, it, it'll be easier for you to do, just my opinion on it. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So what about a 24 hour fast? Yeah. So that, that's kind of a unique experience and you know, you got a little psychology going on with that. So, and I try to do that at least one to two times a week. And some people look at me like I got three eyeballs because of the way I train and what I do, but at the same time, I've, I've noticed good benefits from it. So, um, and I, I recommend it for people to do, but again, you want to structure it so that you don't have a lot of stress that day. And you don't want to do that on a training day. You know, your 24 hour fast is I do it all in my off training days. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, I have good energy. I'm not tearing down any, breaking down muscle, tearing down muscle from training. 
Um, so that's another thing that you don't want to do, in my opinion, to, that way you don't, you're not in a position where you would break down too much muscle or cause muscle to be burned as energy. So that's one of the reasons there. Well, a lot of people, I'm sure, as they listen to you, you know, they're working out, they're training, they're working hard to build that muscle up. Yeah. You know, they're, they're probably concerned about muscle loss. Uh, are you concerned about muscle loss at all with this? Well, that's a good question. Um, so what I've learned is from doing proper fasting where you've gotten that insulin level down, mm-hmm. what you're going to end up burning is mostly uh, ketones and, and fat. And when you burn fat, it spares muscle. It doesn't break down muscle. Unlike mm-hmm. if your insulin levels are elevated and you run out of glucose, then insulin is still elevated. What it'll do, it'll make, it'll convert uh, muscle to glucose by breaking mm-hmm. down muscle into amino acids to make glucose. And that's where you can learn, you can lose muscle. So that's why there's some strategy behind how you should do the, do a 24 hour fast or something like that. Another thing that also can happen based on research and also I've seen this happen through people's blood work is it mm-hmm. elevates your hormones, you know, it elevates your growth hormone and elevate your testosterone because the body, uh, because the way the body has to deal with this level of stress, it mm-hmm. elevates that, you know, which is a good thing. Another thing it does do is it burns off un- undigested proteins. So it cannibalizes that because it's going to use it for energy. So that's a good thing there. You're clearing out your system with that. And then it tends to clear out old sinus cells, cells that aren't functioning well or slowly dying. Those mm-hmm. get cannibalized. And so that prevents them from becoming cancerous, uh, potentially, because a cancerous cell is a damaged cell that starts to replicate. So if mm-hmm. you're clearing out those old sinus cells and you get rid of that undigested protein, you bring your insulin levels down, which is going to you know, help you to, to burn more fat. The other side effect also is because of the way it affects the body, it can actually perk up more stem cell activity. And that comes from the bone marrow. So that's another hmm. good thing that fasting can do. So if you have stem cells, that's great news because those are new cells that you can you know, work with. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, based on and these are things I've read and learned, there seems to be a lot of benefits to it. So, and personally, I don't feel like I've lost much muscle at all. Um, which would sound illogical from a calorie-focused people point of view. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, calories don't build muscle. What builds muscle is protein and fat and your hormones and recovery. Calories are only an element of day-to-day energy and activity. So mm-hmm. I, just want, I just want to make that point because fasting to me has been very beneficial and it helps to heighten your body's level of uh, of dealing with that stress, which is called mm-hmm. hormesis. So I think it's a good thing to do. Okay. Okay. I'm sure a lot of people too, if they're working out, they're concerned about the muscle stuff. Yeah. That we just talked about, but yeah. what about strength? You know, nobody wants to lose their strength, right? Yeah. So that's another reason why I, I I'm mentioning that you want to be low carb or do carb cycling mm-hmm. to get the best results from them because you're not focused on having a lot of glycogen for your day-to-day strength. You're focused on having mm-hmm. fat as, as your day-to-day energy, but you reload glycogen. So they reload the muscles and the liver. So you do have good strength. Mm-hmm. So in my experience, because like if I do a full 24 hour fast at the end of the fast, I'm going to have a, a, a decent meal, uh, you know, fairly large meal. So I'm going to have some protein, some carbs and mm-hmm. some fat. 
So, and I'm going to do this the night before I train. So I should have plenty of energy to train. And I found that my levels of strength did not drop and my energy was still good again, because I'm burning a lot of fat through this process. So, and I'm sparing those carbs for the training. So that's right, why I right. like to do it. And so I don't think it's really uh, affected my strength much at all. Uh, other than, you know, what can affect your strength is lack of sleep. If you don't get enough mm -hmm. sleep, I can tell you right, right. now it's going to affect it. So from an energy standpoint, I think it's held up really well. Okay. Okay. Now, when you're fasting, it's important that you're staying hydrated. You're drinking fluids. Uh, I know when I did a three-day fast, you know, I drank coffee, I drank tea, uh, and then I took the NSP beef liver capsules, which were terrific. But that was it. On a 24-hour fast, I assume that you're only drinking fluids. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, you need to keep yourself hydrated. But also okay. what people need to understand, you want to drink a lot of fluids because, especially water, because that's a natural toxin flusher of the system. Mm-hmm. So as these toxins and other things in your system are getting cannibalized and used up, you're going to flush that uh, through drinking a proper amount of water. That's great mm -hmm. news. And then that keeps your, keeps your body feeling good too. Well, I know that probably uh, the folks that are listening are concerned about energy level. You know, if they have to go to work or um, if they have to do things throughout yeah. the day, you fast. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to have the energy that I need. What about energy, Armin? Uh, you know, any information you can offer there? Okay, so again, I'll just say that if you're having a lot of carbohydrates daily, then that could be a factor, okay, because you know, you're going to get low uh, on glucose. Um, and so the body's going to convert, because the insulin stays elevated, the body's mm -hmm. going to convert some of the uh, muscle into glucose to give you energy. So I would say if you're having a lot of carbohydrates, it could be a little tougher. Yes. Mm -hmm. I never ran into that because I do, you know, I do carb cycling. So I'm low carb for quite a number of days. Um, well, depends, but I'm low carb for a certain number of days. And then mm -hmm. I'll have a carb reload day. So when you do it that way, you don't have a lot of insulin hanging around. So when you don't have a lot of insulin hanging around, you just, your energy is going to come from the fat that's in your right. system. And right. so, that's what's, that's what's good. And again, I don't do it on training days, just non-training days. So my energy is good. Uh, and I'm actually gotcha. very productive. I know I'll get a lot of stuff done on my fasting day because I don't get interrupted mm. with you know, food. I'm just drinking water, or coffee or tea, and I'm just getting it done. And my, you know, I think, well, everything's good. Have to agree with you. I know when I did my three-day fast, um, it felt a little loopy on day two a little bit at times because, you know, wow, it was a big change for me. But there were a lot of positives. And one of the biggest positives was, you know, being able to get rid of cravings and things like that that I was experiencing for what I was eating. Yeah. But, you know, there, there are benefits of fasting. So let's get into that. What would be the reason why somebody would want to even try fasting. What are the benefits, Armin? Well, there, there seems to be a lot of them, but we'll just kind of hit the key ones. I mean, first okay. and foremost, it's, it's going to improve your insulin sensitivity because insulin's going to drop down because you're not needing it because you're not taking in carbohydrates and sugars. And that's also going to improve your glucose levels, which is all good. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that too, much, too many carbohydrates and sugars and having high insulin levels is toxic to the body. 
It really is. And so then that's why you see all these health conditions coming up. It's just not good. So it's going to help that. It helps reduce inflammation. Okay. Because of the way the body's dealing with the stress, it's a mild mm-hmm. stress. Uh, it can help lower blood pressure, which you know, that should be a win for a lot of people. Right. Uh, along right. with triglycerides, it helps burn out excess triglycerides because those are sugar and carb related uh, issue. So those get used as energy. Mm-hmm. And right. It's going right. to help your cholesterol levels. So, uh, which is another good thing. Um, they also feel like it helps with brain function. I would agree with that and increased nerve cell synthesis. So that's another comment that was made about it. Um, and then the ironic thing is it can help boost your metabolism. And people think, oh, no, your metabolism is going to slow down if you're not taking any food. No, it actually perks up your metabolism. And you'll notice it when you're working. You're like, mm-hmm. you've got good energy. And, you know, I think you went through that as well. Right, then right. I think the other reason for that is because it perks up your hormones. And hormones are the messengers that tell your body how to operate. So if they mm-hmm. perk up like growth hormone, testosterone, et cetera, when those perk up, you know, that's what you need. And that's a good thing because, you know, your body's going to use those as they've perked up. Uh, and then finally, they feel like it can aid in reducing the chance of cancer just because it cannibalizes the senescent old damaged cells or old cells that aren't functioning properly. Mm-hmm. So those will get ate up from the, the body needing the energy. So I think it's a great win-win personally. Well, a lot of great information. You gave a lot of reasons on why at least you should try it. And, uh, you know, so the thing that, that you're encouraging is just try a short-term fast, a 12 to 16 hour to start. It, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So like I said, a lot of great information, anything that you'd like to add as we end the segment? Again, if you're going to start doing it, I do recommend you do like a low carb strategy or carb cycling strategy where you're, you mm-hmm. don't have a lot of carbohydrates to get the insulin down. So that way you go right into the fat burning mode. And so your energy stays good and consistent because fats burn for four to six hours versus carbohydrates and sugars are only good for an hour, hour and a half. So that's the mm-hmm. reason for that. And you got to keep your insulin levels down so that when you do have some carbohydrates and sugars, your insulin sensitivity is going to be great. And that means it's going to absorb properly into the muscles and liver the way it should. And you don't have excess insulin floating around. Because once it does its job, then it's going to drop right back down. So I think it's a really great technique for more fat burning especially if you're struggling with that. Um, and, and again, just want to repeat, do it on your non-training days or days of low stress. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get through it and you'll learn from it as you do it. I mean, every time I do it, I learn a little bit uh, more about myself and uh, how my body responds. And so mm-hmm. don't feel like you're going to be burning muscle, break down muscle and uh, lead to muscle loss because that hasn't happened to me. I mean, you know, I've got pictures right. of how I look. The other thing is, if you do lose, if you did lose any muscle, it bounces right back when you start eating right. and training. So you're not, it's, it's temporary. You know, the one thing I forgot to ask, Armin, what about supplementation? I did actually bring up the beef liver, but is there any supplementation that you should or should not do as you're fasting? Well, that's a good point. I don't, I don't do anything on the fasting day other than you know, supplements I need to take for my hormones. Okay. Like I take, pregnant alone and DHEA, but that's just to help with um, keeping those, those levels more optimal, mm-hmm. but I don't do anything else. I just have, you know, coffee, water, and some tea, you know, just kind of keep myself busy and you drink a lot of water. It fills you up. So it, that curbs any potential appetite issues as well. But mm-hmm. the supplement thing, I would just try to stay clear of that because you want the body to do as much 
adapting to the stress as you can and just kind of keep that to a minimum. So, I mean, the beef liver is fine. It's just putting some, you know, some protein in there. And that's another thing you can do. It's not mm-hmm. you're know, taking like, you know, five or 10 capsules at a time. So that's not a big right. deal. But it just depends on how uh, thorough you want your fasting to be and how technical you want your fasting. Some people are real right. technical right. about fasting. So, but at the end of the day, I think it's, it's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree and hope everyone enjoyed the segment. Um, you know, if, if you want to check out the beef liver, it's on nspnutrition.com. It is available right now. And uh, Arm and I, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the benefits of saturated fat. So right now, stand by for a quick word from the NSP Nutrition Company. We'll be right back. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills. And hey, before we get into the benefits of saturated fat, I wanted to talk about a product from NSP Nutrition. NSP stands for Naturally Sourced Products. So that's one of the things that attracted me to the company. You know Armin as well, but we both take a product called um, Alpha Male Complex. Mm -hmm. And Alpha Male Complex is... um, you know, you see these commercials on, and there's a couple of well-known sports athletes uh, that end it with, and she'll like it too, commercials. And this is a, a supplement that that actually works. Uh, you know, I've tried it. Uh, I'm very pleased with the results, how it makes me feel. Armin, I know you take it. But yeah. <laughs> it's a quality, natural product that can give you, uh, you know, a lot of the benefits of what we see advertised out there, right? Yeah, it, it helps with uh, your body processes. It helps with, you know, hormone levels as well. For example, you know, that has Tonkat Ali, which that, that helps re- can uh, affect the sex binding hormone globulins somewhat, which frees up your free testosterone. So that which gives you more energy and, and the benefits of that too. This is an example. But it has all the other high quality herbs which helps your your levels uh, like ashwagandha and things like that so um you just read the read the ingredient label but i think you'll be surprised how effective it is yeah yeah i i was not only surprised by how well it worked but i was surprised at the price um <laughs> i mean come on now i mean uh you know for 34.99 for you know, alpha male complex, I expected it to be like 50 bucks, maybe more. So take advantage of it. Uh, If you want something that works, we're telling you it works. Try the alpha male complex from NSP nutrition. All right. So let's get into the benefits of saturated fat. Probably a lot of people are skeptical and go, there's no benefits to saturated fat. What? Uh, You know, this is going to go uh, completely uh, against what we see in the media, the medical community, and is going to ruffle some feathers a little bit. What do you think? Most likely, I mean, there's you, know, you have a lot of people that uh, that are just throwing the you know the beef industry under the bus and anything related yeah. to to cholesterol. Um, so yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of back and forth on it, right? Yeah, I could get that, but at the same time, uh, there's also better information out there too, which is revealing 
things that people need to be aware of. I mean, saturated fat is not a villain that it's been purported to be in the media um, and in the medical community. So, but, you know, that's, this is our viewpoints on it. Take it for what it is, but I'll write it and uh, I don't have a problem. (laughs) Right, right. Well, why don't we get started by defining what saturated fat actually is so that everybody understands? All right. Well, you know, what it is, is they're hydrogen molecules and they contain only single bonds uh, between carbon molecules. So that's what a saturated fat is. Again, hydrogen okay. molecules with only single bonds with carbon molecules. Simple, you know, pretty simple there. Okay. Um, you know, the saturation of hydrogen molecules uh, results in saturated fats being solid at room temperature. That's what that means. So when you cook it, it becomes a liquid. Then when it cools down, right. it becomes solid. So that's one of the key things to understand. Uh, but then again, keep in mind that there's different types of saturated fat depending on the on the carbon chain. So mm-hmm. you can have short, long, medium, and then very long chain fatty acids, uh, which all have different effects on on the on the body. So, but in a nutshell, that's what we're talking about on saturated fat. Okay, so let's talk about the food that's out there that. I guess are made up of saturated fats, have saturated fats. Uh, do you have a list of things that have it? Yeah, that's a good point. So you, you got to expect anything from the dairy industry, anything from the beef industry, uh, which, you know, both interrelated. And then you have, uh, you know, the, all the meats. So you have pork, beef, lamb, and all the poultry. That's all going to have saturated fat, butter, cheese, uh, your milk products, coconut, palm oil, and then also actually avocados have saturated wow. fat. But wow. I don't okay. think people, uh, people understand that. So do a little research on that if you if you disagree, but there's saturated fat and avocados. <laughs> all right. So not to get sidetracked here, but those are the actual foods that, yeah. right? What about processed food slash uh, like you get saturated fat? Uh, is that like a whole other category? Well, most processed foods don't have saturated fat in them. They have the really? uh, the vegetable and the seed oils. And uh-huh. so, but there's a lot of a lot of things people don't understand about those fats. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're not going to see see the reason is because saturated fat is a liquid when it's heated, and then it's you know a different type of fat when it cools off. So it wouldn't wouldn't be in a processed food they can't they would be interesting work yeah okay see that's why i asked the questions i just wanted to know uh okay so let's get into the controversy of it all what is the controversy uh, controversy of saturated fat okay before i say that i just want to say one other thing oh sure if you had a processed food with coconut oil in it yeah, you'll have a little saturated fat. So just throw that back out there. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. All okay. Right. Okay. All right. So back to the controversy thing. Um, what is the controversy of saturated fat? Well, if you take it in, you're just going to add more fat to your, to your system, which is more cholesterol, which is going to mm-hmm. lead to heart disease and all these bad things. But uh, what people don't or may not be aware of is your body actually makes saturated fat. An example would be palmitic acid. Your body makes that. So if it was so bad, it also makes it from too much carb intake too because your insulin is involved with doing that. So you're okay. going to make, make palmitic acid with carbohydrates or without it. Okay. 
But if it was so bad, we'd all be dead, right? Because your body makes it right, right every day. So that's that's something you know. Hey, that's a good point. Maybe they need more research here. Okay, and then you know whether fat increases heart disease has long been a controversial topic, and probably always will be. But mm-hmm. most of the some of the recent studies are showing that ultra processed, carb rich. Uh, and sugary foods are really pose a higher risk than saturated fat. And we're going to talk mm-hmm. why that would be, but that's what people need to you know, be aware of. Okay. Cause when we talk about how much saturated fat you take, that's a whole nother element to the, to the story. Mm-hmm. Well, you brought up a lot of interesting things about the, you know, the processed food and sugary foods, but, um, you know, to dig a, a little deeper, um, you know, talk about the saturated fat in a ribeye steak, that tastes really good. And, you know, it's good for me. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, there we people, go. Okay. You know, people are, um, they're thinking, well, it's a chunk of fat. Well, your body knows how to use that. You know, it's mm-hmm. a natural, it's an all natural source of nutrition. It's not man-made. It's the man-made stuff, in my opinion the man-made stuff that you need to be watching out for because most man-made stuff does not have a lot of benefits and it's showing. I mean, just look around. Right. right. (laughs) Well, you know, they're talking about the risks and, you know, the health issues of saturated fat, but they're so, I mean, they're so focused on saturated fat more so that they are on processed food and there's yeah. tons of risks out there, right? Oh yeah. So, I mean, you know, we'll just talk about, you know, what appears to be recommended is not really helping. Okay. I mean, look at the increased rates of heart disease and obesity since, right. So let me just give you a statistic here. Okay. Beef sales since like 1975 or whatever, mm-hmm. beef sales have been down 40% since all the saturated fat was the poison, the bad stuff. And guess what? Our, our, the, heart, the heart disease levels and rates of obesity have not changed for the better. So you got 40% less people eating beef, but things haven't improved in nickel. So you gotta, make, you gotta wonder about what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look around, look around at people. Are they skinnier or are they fatter? Okay. Right, right. So <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Okay, so, you know, when you start analyzing things, um, you know, I mean to say this, there's some other studies that have been done by the farm, you know, studies that were done by the pharmaceutical company regarding how cholesterol works and, and things like that. Right. But what right. happened during these studies, and now they've changed it, but back in the day, what they would do, they would do, you know, pharmaceutical company do like 10 studies. And so, and this would be on cholesterol because they were doing statin drugs and creating cholesterol reducing drugs. Okay, but when they got <laughs> ten studies done, they didn't they didn't publish all ten studies. They just published the one or two studies that were favorable to what they were trying to argue for. Mm. So now they changed the law. So now if they do ten studies, they have to publish the results of all ten studies. So there's a little bit of skewing that could be perceived here based on that. So that's a whole other segment because. The pharmaceutical industry is making big money off of statin drugs and all other cholesterol-lowering drugs uh, because of the way they did these studies. So just something that you need to be aware of and consider. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, well, you gotta show all the studies, good yeah. and bad studies. You can't just show the ones that, oh, this works for us. So right. let's sell this. <laughs> right, exactly. right. I, I got it. All right. So we talked about a lot of the bad stuff. What about the benefits? What's the benefits of eating saturated fat? Okay. So first of all, you got to take in the context how much saturated fat you're actually taking in. So if you eat a piece of meat, it has saturated fat in it. And the reason for that is Mother Nature wanted it that way because <laughs> proteins and fats need need are acidic in nature. So mm -hmm. that's why they're combined. So when you eat them, they have fat built into them. There's a reason for that. They digest better. So that's one thing to help with this digestion. All right. And then you need cholesterol to help rebuild cells. And that comes from saturated fat. I mean, saturated fat is also good for your hormones because you need cholesterol. That's, a, that's what you need to rebuild cells. And mm -hmm. your body needs that to do the work. Okay. So fat supplies essential fatty acids. And your body is incapable of making all the essential fatty acids it needs. So that's where we have to eat some of the nutrition. And the other thing okay. I understand is you need, you know, like red meat has high amounts of linoleic acid, which is what's also in olive oil. So it has a hmm. good amount of omega-3s. It also has alpha linoleic acid. Uh, so, you know, you, you need to get these from food. That's what they need to be derived to get these essential fatty acids. Mm -hmm. People don't, they don't, they don't say, they don't talk about that and they don't, most of them don't even know about that. Hmm. Also, fat is what buries your key vitamins like vitamin A, vitamin D, E, and K. Uh, and the, the reason that's because these are fat soluble vitamins. So you need fat to do that to move those around your body. So all fats are not necessarily good, but saturated fat, if you, if you understand how you're going to be eating it, you don't eat that much of it when you're having meals, okay? Mm -hmm. There's only so much that's in the meat. You're not eating it by the spoon, spoonful, okay? <laughs> right, right. From, what, from the foods that you're getting naturally. These are natural foods and your body also makes it. So keep that in mind. You need to look at the other things that could be causing the health issues like excessive carbohydrate intake, excessive mm -hmm. processed food, excessive sugars. These are what's causing the problems. And whether people want to acknowledge that or not, just look around. So anyways, mm -hmm. that's, that's my soapbox on that one. <laughs> well, you know, for years we heard, to, you know, because of the saturated fats and cholesterol, cut out red meat, watch how many eggs you eat, all this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of this stuff is really good quality food for your system. And, uh, you know, so, so let's talk about how we should intake saturated fat. You know, I mentioned ribeye steak which I really like, thanks to you. Uh, never had one. And, and then I had one, and it's like the best steak I ever had. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, in your opinion, Armin, what's the best way that we should intake saturated fat? It's real simple, Frank. You just eat real food. It's going to be in there. Don't worry about it. It's going to do mm -hmm. what it needs to do for your body. So, when you eat meat, you're getting saturated fat. If you have a little butter, you're going to get some saturated fat. You cook with coconut oil, you're going to get some saturated mm -hmm. fat. All right. But there's always so much fat that's in that. Okay. So it, your body's going to use it. It's going to break down. Right. Uh, but if you look at your consumption of those foods versus other foods, fat fills you up pretty quickly along with protein. Yeah. So you're only going to eat, yeah. you're only going to naturally eat so much. So my, my argument is just keep it really simple. 
you know, I mean, butter, are you eating butter by a scoop full? Could you? You could, yeah, but mm-hmm. are you really doing it? Probably not. And we're talking about grass-fed butter. We're not talking about the other uh, the issues that, you know, hormones and antibiotics, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, and then coconut oil. If you're cooking with coconut oil, I mean, a tub of coconut oil lasts me about six months to a year, depending on how much I'm, you know, I'm cooking with my eggs so mm-hmm. or what I'm cooking with. And when I cook red meat, I don't use fat. I don't put fat on the skillet to cook with. I just let the fat come from the meat to cook cook the meat, as right. another example. So right. keep it simple. Just eat real food. And your saturated fat problems will probably be non-existent. But hey. Well, <laughs> that sounds good to me. But I, I did bring up just a bit ago about the cholesterol dilemma. Um, you know, right. I'm sure a lot of people are concerned about their cholesterol because We've been told about cholesterol and how it's bad, but or high cholesterol. But is there a way to determine if your diet is working regarding the cholesterol dilemma, Armin? Well, that's another good point, Frank. Is uh, basically what the research has shown is your cholesterol is already preset by your your body. Your liver adjusts it. So hmm. if you're eating okay. foods, your body regulates it anyways. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you eat cholesterol, when you eat cholesterol based foods or fats, you only absorb 50% of what you're taking in. So the effect that it's going to have is not very much at all. You know, maybe in some cases, 10% of what you're taking in will be absorbed. Right. So that's another right. thing to keep in mind. Your, your body has these built in systems of what to do. So because your liver regulates your cholesterol, that's a different element there. So that's the thing you got to keep in mind. Um, I'm sure that's going to go over like a lead balloon, but uh, there's <laughs> science that, that talks about that. Right. So it's really negligible on how much it's going to contribute to cholesterol in your system. Uh, but that's based on other arguments that have been made. Now, with that being said, if you're concerned about your cholesterol and really concerned about it, then I would say do this. Get a calcium score test or an apolipoprotein test so what the calcium score test will do is determine if you have any calcium buildup in your arteries. Uh, the apolipoprotein test will tell you, okay, are my cholesterol particles large and fluffy or are they small? And if the test comes back that they're large and fluffy, doesn't you're fine, okay? But don't take my word for it. You can look it up yourself. But if they're small, then you may have an issue. And if you have an issue there, then you would, you would address it knowing that but that's a different, mm-hmm. again, that's a genetic, that's a genetic thing. It's not so much food-based. So this whole thing about being food-based, there's a lot of arguments going to be flying on this one. But mm-hmm. I can just tell you this. I'm 58. My cholesterol, I eat six eggs almost every day. And that's a lot of cholesterol. I eat steak, you know, probably four or five times a week. And more often, it's just kind of expensive. So I don't necessarily eat it as much as I would like. Right, I right. hamburger. <laughs> Okay. And again, my cholesterol is fine. My triglycerides are barely, barely even show up. It's under 50. So, and triglycerides are a bigger factor than anything, which are also regulated by carbohydrate intake. So triglycerides are a lot more dangerous than elevated cholesterol. Anyways, so gotcha, I don't have gotcha. any problems and I eat this all the time. So I think the other element to everything mm-hmm. though, is just have a good active lifestyle. So you burn energy the right way on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit around and not do anything and expect your health to be great. So that's, right. that's a different different conversation, but um, I just think that people need to be aware of that. <laughs> so 
you know, it seems like a pretty easy answer. You're eating naturally, right? Yeah. Uh, you're trying your best to stay away or eat in moderation. Any sugary foods, processed foods, you really want to limit that or get rid of those. And, yeah. you know, when, when you talked about meat, uh, you know, you're talking and, and even some of your vegetables too. the actually the leafy vegetables, uh, you know, to eat organic and or grass fed beef as well. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Just if you eat real food, your body knows what to do with it and you're going to have less issues. You're going to have fiber built in and the fiber helps absorb fat and push it through your system and helps absorb extra carbohydrates and sugars and push it through your system. There's benefits of that, but you're not going to get that from processed food because it's been processed. Mm. There is no fiber. There's zero fiber. Okay. So <laughs> eating real right, food, right. there's out all these different factors that people, you know, they try to tell you avoid all these foods. Okay. And that doesn't help because that affects your gut microbiome. And that's not, and that's what's important for your immune system mm -hmm. and your other body processes. So you just need to understand how to integrate your food based on how, how lean you want to be or in what you're doing day to day, things like that. Well, and the other thing that'll happen after all of this is you'll really enjoy your food that you're intaking more than you do now. I mean, just a couple changes yeah. I made, organic grass-fed butter. Wow, what oh, yeah. a difference, right? Uh, you know? Uh, I'm, so, I'm all for it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't had that ribeye steak ever, go get one. Uh, un uh, unbelievable stuff, ribeyes right? Ribeyes to me are they're better, they're, about a, they're probably better than a filet mignon to me. But I mean, filet mignons are good. But the ribeyes, right. I know they got they got a little bit of fat on them. But if you're if you're scared of that, you can cut that off. But they're just so right. moist and taste so good. It's uh, it's really not nice. I'm with you. I think the ribeye is far better than a filet. So yeah, you know, I'll, I'll just say that now. Yeah. So, well, Armin, thanks a lot for the great information. And uh, you know, you come up with all this great information, but we also rely on our audience for some of that too, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and we'd like to get more input from you, other ideas, you know, questions, of course, would be would be nice to, uh, and we can help address those. We're just trying to help people. We're giving you viewpoints. Uh, and these are some of the viewpoints that Vince Sharonda was very adamant about. I mean, he was big on steak and eggs and other things because he knew what it would do. He was so far ahead of his time. Uh, so that's what we're trying to do is bring together other ideas to, to get you back to where you're naturally healthy. And you're getting the best out of, out of the world you want to get from it, okay? By having good energy, good strength, looking good, feeling good. <laughs> Absolutely. And to leave those comments, you can do it on YouTube right under the show. You yeah. can just leave the comment there. Armin and I will see it and we will comment. And who knows, you know, maybe your topic or comment will be a part of the next NSP Nutrition Show. If you'd rather email us, you can do that. It's support. Mm -hmm at nspnutrition.com and we'll get that information and hey who knows maybe your topic or question uh will be a part of the show so you know we do appreciate you watching or listening to the show uh we hope it helps you uh we hope that you're sharing the show with others maybe we can help somebody that you know that you know is having a cholesterol issue or you know you think saturated fat is bad. Maybe we can help somebody. So please pass it on to your friends and family. But we appreciate you joining us today for the show. And check back next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show.
Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP show at the checkout. Catch you next time.